what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff. And today, I got a good friend of mine. He's a fellow podcaster as well. He is the host of the No Approval Podcast. Make sure to go check it out. King Darius. How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Doing great. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> to be on another podcast besides my own. <laughs> it's always fun to be on somebody else's show. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, it's sometimes weird when I'm used to asking the questions. Somebody asks me questions and stuff like that. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's weird. It's just me just taking a break and just relaxing right now. Yeah, that's true. So really quick, before I introduce the topics, I want to go ahead and do my social media and shout out to my fans. Thank you guys for listening and continuing to show your support, liking, sharing, subscribing, retweeting, all that good, fun stuff. Thank you, guys. And if you're listening and you are right and don't follow us, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the same underscore show. That's S-A-N-E underscore show. Again, that's on Instagram and Twitter. And then check us out on Facebook. The same show again on Facebook. That's the same show. So today we're going to be talking about raw, real, unfiltered content. I'm excited about that. And then following that, we're going to talk about representing your audience. And then after that discussion, we're going to have an interview with you, Darius, so that the listeners can learn more about you, your show, and all the fun things that go along with that. So let's okay. go ahead. And hop right into it with the first topic, raw, real, unfiltered content. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the No Approval podcast, I had, like, this isn't the first time I talked about being real in terms of being a host in general. And so I want to have this conversation with you, especially listening after your most recent episode. So, but just want to have a general conversation as far as like being again, raw, real and unfiltered because obviously there's various kinds of hosts when we talk about whether it's podcast or a talk show and you have those hosts who are reserved. You have those hosts who are in the middle. I like to consider one of myself, one of those. And then you have those hosts who I consider you one, like, more in your face. Don't care about how you feel. Gonna give it to you straight, whether you like it or not. And honestly, I I appreciate that. I really do. Because I know there are times where I want to be like that, but it's like, it's just not me. You know, but I got to be honest in my own way. So I think it's unique to have podcast hosts like yourself who are in your face, who do give it to you straight and honest and just give you that raw emotion. I'm, so w- when it comes to being that kind of host and again, like the importance of having those types of hosts in entertainment, what are your thoughts on that? Being raw is my real thoughts on that. And to be honest with you, it's not enough of it. You have to really think about the dynamic of the world right now it's a lot of empathy a lot of human connection a a lot of sympathy going around the world and that's not even talking about what's going on right now that's before what's going on right now Mm -hmm. a lot of rawness and authentic people have really shunned away really because it's more criticizing to them to be themselves right now in the new world that we live in see a lot of People that I look up to, I wouldn't say look up to or actually try to emulate or take some of their characteristics and put it to my podcast. 
would be Bernie Mac. See, okay. if you really think about Bernie Mac and what his presence brought to us, he was always raw. He was always clean. But he was always real with you, too, as well. And when he brought it to you, he was bringing facts. If you agree with it or not, it was a fact. But he told right. it how it was. He told it in his own way. He told it with his personality. You don't see a lot of that today and a lot of rawness today like that. It's because of what goes on on social media. The backlash from everybody that has access to you. Think about the self-esteem issues or the mental stress that could have on a person that is raw. So it's very rare to have a lot of entertainers like that now because you got to be strong-minded to be that type of person and entertain people. You bring up a great point when you talk about being strong-minded. And this is a conversation I've had with many people on this show. When we talk about being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. When you said that, it's like a different kind of vulnerability or really being vulnerable a lot. But again, like we talk about being vulnerable, like, again, it's that thing of accepting who you are and not being right. afraid to show that to people. A lot of times, again, when we talk about vulnerability, I know I used to get it confused with being soft, mm -hmm. but it's not even that. And you in your own right are being vulnerable when we talk about how you approach your podcast, how you're upfront about what you say and how you approach your content. So I can very much understand exactly where you're coming from. And you are right with the, with the world that we live in, especially because, and I don't want to go too, too deep into this, but you know, we talk about cancel culture, something that, you know, we've covered on this show before as well like people they hear something and it may not necessarily be wrong it's like people hear and it's like ah ooh, i didn't like that i didn't like the way that made me feel we don't need to listen to this guy anymore you understand where i'm coming from with that yeah i understand 100 percent of where you're coming from from that and to me i don't care you don't have to listen to me you don't have to be a part of my audience that's totally right. fine with me. To me, that's, mm -hmm. that's to me, I feel like that's following the crowd. Right. See, it's not a lot of leaders anymore. It's a lot of, mm -hmm. you said, you said cancer. See, I just, I just see that as following the crowd. And for example, it says Burger King is the worst spot. One person goes there and tweeted as known, oh, Burger King got the best burgers. And everybody's following it over there. That's why social media it's so powerful. It's a lot of following, right? That's why they say follow me. How many leaders are there actually? It's very true. And that also speaks to the point uh, when we talk about speaking up. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, I'm sure you saw it shortly after the George Floyd situation. Mm -hmm. And we're challenging people to speak up mm -hmm. for what's right. And then I just remember there's this, there was this one screenshot of a tweet going around talking about are you afraid to lose followers or friends for this because you said something but you stood up for what's right or standing up against what's wrong however you want to look at it and it makes you ask that question because i'll be honest, i had to ask that question to myself as well 
But at the same time, it's any any person who really believes in what's right or doing what's right is going to say, you know what? Forget them. I'm not worried. About, I'm not because if, if you don't agree with me, then you I don't I don't want you listening to my content anyway, because you aren't the person that I'm targeting. You feel me? Yeah. And, and so go ahead. And that's the main point. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't care. You're not my audience. Thank you for listening. You can proceed about your day. But my job as a podcaster is not to please everybody. So, that's true. And saying that. Thank you for trying it out. It's millions, it's millions, it's millions of people on this earth, and I know I'm gonna piss off a lot of them, but I also know I will have a lot of them on my side. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. I'm not mad. It's as I like to say, because obviously people are listening to your show, a lot of these other shows that are out there as well, and it's like I was I was talking to one of my writers about he sent me this video of, of about it breaks down Trump mm-hmm. and how he answers questions. And I, and I, you know, the conversation we were having is like, yeah, he sounds stupid. He sounds ridiculous, but he's reaching somebody. Yeah. So it's like, no matter what your message is, you're reaching somebody. It's just a matter of if they, if they get if that, if the right person receives that message, because when they do then you got them. And that's the thing about podcasts. You're right. Only it's like finding a gold mine. You just got to keep at it until the right person, the right audience is able to find you. All right, we're back. So now we're going to talk about representing your audience. And this is where I want to get into cancel culture a little bit more because that's the age that we live in and you do represent your audience in a sense Mm -hmm. you are the you are the voice Mm -hmm. and i like to compare it to politics sometimes Mm -hmm. even if you know like you know you got people out here who voted for certain candidates and the candidate screwed up and it it looks bad it reflects badly on them now even though we may not know who they are but it's like look you voted for that person. You helped put them in that position, and look what they did. They're looking bad. You supported them. That's on you too, because we it's, it's it's the same thing when we talk about these, even with like celebrities and other content creators. That when they get in trouble, and it's like, oh, those fans that were supporting them, like, yo, y'all was behind this. So it it can sometimes reflect badly on the fan, the following, the supporters, and. Again, being that the time that we're in right now really made me think. That that was a question I had to ask myself, too, when I was putting this together. Like, do you represent your audience to an extent? In in a sense, you do. Because it was like I was watching one of the IG famous people talking about how, like, you don't have to be a voice in the community or for the community. But you got people who are listening and waiting to see what you say. And so... When you put it like that, you do represent somebody because you got a voice and you got people that do want you to use your voice. You tell me what you think. As far as representing fans, you're right. I I can see in that angle how you represent your fans. Mm -hmm. One example, uh, I might do something, let's just hypothetically put it out there, that may lock me up in jail. 
and somebody's talking about my podcast and be like, oh, that's the person that did such and such and such. I'm a representation of that. I'm a representation of my brand and myself. So, of course, I'm going to be a representation that everything else that comes along with it, So, which are my fans. So my character, how I carry myself, the type of shows that I put out there, you know, even though I still don't care, I still represent them. I mean, that gets a little thought into my planning, but not all of the thought. But you're right. I do represent them at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I will go even to say that it's, sometimes it's unfair. But then as content creators, what we think about or what we also need to think about is that it comes with the territory. You have the influence. And I don't want to dive, I don't really want to have this discussion, but the best example is the J. Cole situation. Mm-hmm. Bands were back and forth about what the, the song uh, Snow on the Bluff. And it's like, he obviously didn't intend for things to unfold the way they did. I'm sure he wanted to strike up a conversation, but it's like, the divide and the going back and forth and people then attacking him. And then you got people like Chance the Rapper and SZA giving their two cents on the situation. Nobody wanted a lot of what happened from or unfolded from that song. But it's like, hey, J. Cole, the person he is, the position that his fans put him in, as well as I guess you could say the hip hop community as well, because I, I don't proclaim to be the biggest J. Cole fan, but I respect his work, so I put him in that position as well, along with the other people. So it's like, it's just it just comes with the territory and, like, he just, in a sense, has a responsibility to people for what he says. And even though, because, like, so, and so not just speaking in his situation, but it's like, even though what people say at the end of the day, freedom of speech. You say what you want, you say what you please, you don't owe nobody anything. But if you're in a position, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's like a double-edged sword, basically. I'm about to pick your brain a little bit. So I want you, I Please. mean, you said a key word to me that just really has been sticking out to me. Go ahead. And it's something I've been working on in the background. This word freedom of speech, right? Is it really freedom of speech still? Let's really look at you. Let's really look at that phrase. Because as you see, as the situation you brought up with the J. Cole and his freedom of speech, and then also what I said prior in the first segment about people just following or just hearing one thing, and like you said, going with it, then you connect this word of freedom of speech. Is it really freedom of speech anymore? Mm, That's a real question really. <laughs> that we, we have to really ask ourselves that. Is it really freedom of speech? So, in actuality, no, it's not. Even with your show, my show, even if the name speaks to itself, no approval, right? It doesn't matter. Somebody hears something of that. Maybe if if I get some type of caliber or some type of hype, somebody's going to bring playback a show that I did back in 2018 and be like, this is what he stands for and take it the wrong way. You're right. It comes with the territory. It comes with the clout. It comes with the fame. But like you said, yeah. you have to be strong to push. Like I said, you have to be strong to push, push past it forward. You made me think about Kevin Hart, you know, his in his show, Don't F This Up. And when he had that whole 
thing, the Oscar situation. And first thing he did was in his bed, laying in his bed, he took the uh, Instagram and his PR team like flipped out. Like, yo, what are you doing, Kev? In that moment, I'm like, what? Okay, yes, that may not have been the best decision, but the fact that his PR team was on his tail about that, and it's like, dang, my man was just saying what he felt. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then when it, it, and then with everything going right now, as we keep saying, like with you know racism, gay rights, LGBT, I can't you know never get the acronym. Please don't kill me, fans. <laughs> But you know who I'm talking about. Them actually really fighting for their rights. Then we have Latinos. Then we have unemployment. We have a lot really going on, like I was mm-hmm. saying. When it comes to freedom of speech and really talking and representing, that is sensitive right now. Everybody's going to feel attacked. Yeah. It feels like if you really think about it, right now we are in a country that is really divided. Everybody's oh, yeah. on their own side. You got a point. Yeah, we, I mean, I'm not sure how many people really thought about it that way, but that's how my mind thinks. You got these people over here that need to get equal rights. You got other people that have that equal rights. You know, you, before anything, I'm sorry, the blacks need their rights installed first. Let me say that on the show. I don't care. Period. Poo, whatever you want to use. Slam, <laughs> you feel me? That needs to be done first. And then, then you have the other group that still want their rights still in place. So there's a yeah. lot of chaos. And freedom of speech is a definitely sensitive topic right now. It's always been in history when it comes around this time. Think about it. Look at it. All right, now for the interview. This is my favorite part of the show. I love asking people questions, learning right. more about them and the things that they do. And right. I know you're going to come with it with these right. questions. <laughs> right. This so, is so all you, about so, you. So, so you want me to get in character? You want me to get in mode? Uh, do it, please. All right, so please, I'm in mode. please. I'm, I'm in mode. So let's go. I'm going to go ahead and start firing them off. My first question to you, why the name No Approval? See, this is the thing when it comes to no approval podcast it was actually really not even a thought it just came down from the sky from god so when i first started off i had all these different names i was like okay that doesn't sound right and i really had to deep dive and really think about what i was going through in life me starting off my podcast it it was a dark time in my life i was getting out of depression I was going through a bad, a really bad breakup, like the worst breakup or the worst relationship in my life, right? And I was like, okay, God gave me this podcast, but I need a name for it. And I lost myself. So I was like, what name can I use to represent me and also represent this journey that I will stay upon and stick with and stay strong with? And I was like, damn, why you always cared about what people think of you. That's the first thing I asked myself. Ever since you was little, you always care what people think of you. But you should just be yourself. You're breaking yourself down for putting on this mask in front of people 
24-7. I've been doing that since the age of like 17, 18, and now I'm 26, I mean 25 going on 26. So I'm like, okay, something needs to stop. So I named it No Approval because I don't need, need nobody's opinion and I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm going to be myself. So No Approval was the birth of the podcast. And I just started saying that to myself every day. And I worked on the, the No Approval podcast since that day. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So why the name King Darius? And what's the meaning behind it? <laughs> King? <laughs> so, the first first and foremost, this is going to be a lot for my fans when they listen to this. It's going to be like a, a trivia uh, question for them to win prizes. Because <laughs> I'm giving you knowledge. So, basically, to be honest with you, that was my first host name. It wasn't for the podcast. It was actually Papa D. And the reason why I went with Papa D is something that was named or given to me or given to me when I was in New York. I always was matured and, you know, the rest of the people out of the group, so they would call me Papa, like the younger freshmen, like, and I was a senior because I would, like, mold them. I would, like, tell them the ins and outs, you know. I will be, like, a mentor to them, so they would call me Papa. They just call me Papa D. So I was just like, that's kind of kiddish. Mm-hmm. You know, grown-ass man calling yourself Papa D. Wake the fuck up. You feel me? What the fuck up? Papa D, ew. You, Papa D with no approval? I was like, you know. Um, But I also thought that was just me getting out of that stage that had me depressed. That stage that had me, you know, cover up. So, I'm a king at birth. And I had to walk as a king, talk as a king, present myself as a king. So, I went with King Darius. It just sounded a lot better. You know, King Darius with no approval. It goes hand in hand. A king doesn't need anybody's approval. He does what he wants. That's very true. Man, I feel special getting all this insight. So, <laughs> so how has your show evolved? Woo! That's a good question. My show has taken a lot of turns and dips. You know, people see the outcomes of the show every week, right? But as podcasters, they really don't know how really difficult it is to plan a show, to lend a guest, to come up with content, to speak, to grab an audience. You know, that's a lot. To promote it, to actually, as a podcaster, you're doing it yourself, all yourself, right? Has it evolved? For one, I started off in the kitchen. And then, a little bit after starting off in the kitchen, it was the process of getting certain guests, I started doing test dummies because it was something new. So at first it was me. <laughs> it was me and my homeboy from high school. He actually left. I talk about this a lot in my podcast, but he actually left because he has his own banking company. So then I was like, okay, I needed to find a secondary guest. I wasn't confident in doing it on my own, like hosting it on my own. So I got another guest. Me and her started doing it. You know, she was pretty much consistent. You know, me and her started doing it, like, coming up with ideas, putting shows, laying it out. It was cool. Then I started exploring, again, like, artists or promoting Charlotte-based artists, comedians, business owners. I was bringing people on my podcast like that. And then I got signed to a radio station. It was great. Uh, 
pretty bad experience. Pretty bad. Um, my downloads came sabotaged, but that's neither here or there. So I started persevering through. And actually, I'm actually with, I wouldn't say on my own, but I'm under Power Podcast Network. Produced my podcast, more so innovative, free, willing to do my ideas, have all the tools that I need. I have a very, very strong team now, and I'm very blessed to go through a storm with my podcast and come out with a better outcome. So it has evolved through going through trials and tribulations, but I continue to put out the shows for my fans, and I keep pushing on through behind closed doors because, you know, I want to be successful, and I actually want to show people that you can make it from the ground up, and that's probably one of the real reasons why I started my podcast. That's great stuff, man. I It's just always interesting listening to other podcasters and their journey because there's so many some things that you went through that I went through as well. So, and it's good to see, you know, to hear that you obviously persevered and that you're still going for strong and pushing forward. So <laughs> I right. love, I love hearing those answers. That's how, you know, your show has evolved. So what do you hope for people to take away from no approval podcast? Well, see no approval podcast where you listen to it when you actually, you know, sit down and, you know, really digest and put your brain into it. It's from relatable shit. No approval podcasts should be a podcast that you listen to and be like, yo, I can relate. No approval podcast is to connect with everyone. Everyone has been through X, Y, and Z. It's here to motivate you. It's here to actually put your ass in check. And it's also here to self-assess yourself. You know, on my podcast, I talk about a lot of my criticizing myself or what I need to worry better in. Sometimes you need to look yourself in the mirror. So No Approval Podcast is real. No Approval Podcast will motivate you. No Approval Podcast, like I said, will self-check you. And No Approval Podcast, hey, we just really don't give no fuck. So (laughs) one day I I might talk about how to build a, a house. Then I might talk about how motherfuckers can break down your house. We keep the playing field equal. Understood. Makes sense. I respect that, too. Really quick, before I let you go, let the listeners know where they can find you, find your show, because I want them to make sure that they can keep up with you and also check out Snow Approval Podcast and everything. Okay. So you can find my first recordings on YouTube. Uh, that would be No Approval Podcast, where I first started out. Then you can hear me transition onto Apple Podcast, No Approval Podcast with King Darius. And also, you can follow me on IG and Facebook at noapproval.podcast. Again, the IG and Facebook is noapproval.podcast. Cool. Thank you for that. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. Really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure talking to you as well. Definitely got to have you back on at some point in the future, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Maybe we can talk about something you know, very interesting. Always. Always. You I mean, <laughs> I mean, you come to no approval. You know, you come this way. We can, we can <laughs> come to my territory, come to my settings. 
Ah, I like that. Inv- inv- uh, offer accepted. So. Oh. <laughs> well, well, you let me well, know. Oh, you should oh, never forget that. I'm, you, I hope you're ready. I hope, I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. So, hey, really quick, though, listeners, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to go check them out. No Approval Podcast. You heard him. He, he said you could find him on YouTube and then on Apple Podcasts. If you missed anything, that's why we got Rewind Button. So rewind and get it all. Write it down. Go follow. Go listen. Go support. Like, share, subscribe, just like you do for The Sane Show. You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. Until next time, we're out. We're out.